The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Nebraska Preps Post Game with your hosts, Mike Sauter and Jacob Padilla. Hey, everyone. Welcome back for another edition of Nebraska Preps Post Game. Mike Sauter, Jacob Padilla. We are virtual today. Snow day, I guess. It's supposed to snow, maybe. It's already started in Lincoln, just hasn't hit us here in Omaha too much yet as we record on Monday morning. Yeah, I guess it's supposed to come soon, um, but that's okay. So that's, you know, why we can do this virtually and have setups and stuff. So, yeah. All right, let's get right to it. Class A. Um, New coaches poll. Yeah. Obviously a lot of changes after a couple of weeks off through the, the holidays and everything. So. A lot's happened since the the last time you uh, asked coaches for their uh, their top tens. T- took two weeks off on purpose, um, so give the, gave them time. You know, the Metro Holiday Tournament kind of changes that for uh, as far as a poll goes. There's no, in my opinion, there's no reason to do it when there's tournaments still going on and and changing things. So it's kind of like at the end of the year where I don't uh, once the district brackets or district play starts there's no reason to do a coach's poll until after the year so anyway uh lvs takes over the number one spot uh followed by millard north and then omaha central makes the big jump from number eight to number three uh in the coaches poll so just ahead of west side at number four and then no change with Gretna at five. Prep stays at six. Southeast goes from not rated, wasn't receiving votes, to number seven. And then Papio South drops after a couple of losses uh, to number eight. And just ahead of Omaha North, who beat Papio South after Papio South gave up a double-digit lead in the third quarter. Yeah. Um, and then Omaha Brian rounds out. Uh, the top 10 at number 10 with no one else receiving votes. No Carney, no Pius, no nothing in Class A. I think, yeah, both those teams are what, um, like six and four or something like that. Um, yeah. Five, five and fives. So, yeah. So um, around that uh, point. So, yeah, makes sense that they're out. Um, still good teams, but they got some things to figure out in terms of scoring some of these big wins. But uh, you mentioned Belle West back at number one. I think. 
clearly looking like the best team right now after the the holiday tournament, the way they put things together. And um, I think the key key to that, obviously we know Jane Jackson, but the way that Robbie Garcia has been playing. Um, the, 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 uh, so we recorded last, last week on Thursday after the tournament. So we're basically looking at games from Friday, Saturday in terms of new stuff. Mm-hmm. And Bell West handled Abraham Lincoln for, from Council Bluffs, 87-55. Um, and Robbie Garcia, again, led the way, 20 points, five boards, four of six from three. So on the season, he's averaging 16 points and seven boards, uh, shooting 60% from the field and 55% from three. Over his last five, he is 17 of 23, 23 from deep, which yeah. is ridiculous. We're not we're not talking about like one a game or something. No. There's a big number there that you can really yeah. hang your hat on. And we, we talk about him basically all year right now. It, it's, man, it's like he's just killing it. He's playing extremely well. And, um, yeah, kind of leading them, if you will. And, yeah, I mean – you take out the eight for eight game. That's still nine of 15 over four games. Like, yeah, he's really started to up the attempts uh, and the accuracy. And if you got him as a stretch five out there, um, knocking down shots at that high of a rate, when you already have to worry about Jaden Jackson and Steven Pulisic, the way that they've been playing, then those guys are going to be tough to guard for anybody. And Eldon after he, you know, gets back kind of healthy, if you will, getting downhill, um, Isaiah McMorris has given them a, a really nice boost as well um, off the bench, sometimes starting, sometimes off the bench. And he, those two, uh, 20, uh, 26 points and 10 assists between uh, them against Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, – and then you throw in Jacob Rope giving Robbie some, some yeah. time. I mean, this it's the only team with two um, – it's the only team with two kind of guys with – big enough size to battle with everybody else outside of maybe prep with Dylan Clawson and, and Trinell Parker. Yeah. So Bobby West, a very deserving n- number one right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Miller North drops to number two after their Metro tournament loss, which they promptly uh, avenged <laughs> last Thursday, uh, beat central 58, 46 kind of led the whole way. It was never like totally endowed. It's just kind of like each quarter they won just by a little bit. It was an ugly offensive game, just kind of looking at the, the box score. Neither team shot well. And that was that, that was the key to the central upset in, in tournament. I mean, Dale Ron Thomas himself went 8 for 10 from 3 in that game. As a team, Central shot 2 of 15 from 3. Miller North wasn't much better. They also struggled in, in the tournament to hit, to hit threes, but they were 5 of 20 on Thursday. So um, it wasn't much better, but that was enough to – kind of give them control another double double from Derek Rollins with 18 points 11 rebounds five blocks got uh Neil Monster and uh Elijah Gate uh Geth combined for 24 uh 24 points 10 rebounds 10 assists after both struggling in the first game uh, against Central so uh and they got 10 points five boards from Grant Urbanic so just a, a team-wide effort didn't didn't play great offensively but they locked up central and got enough contributions from everybody to to get back on track there and they're sitting at, at nine and one now central yeah central central will muck it up and they have no uh they don't care about playing ugly and winning ugly and that's how they're gonna win most of the time and especially against good opponents so that's it's going to, you're going to see that. I mean, they're just going to, that's a Chubbick team. That's just what he does and what they've done throughout the years. And they win that way and they're comfortable winning that way with, um, 
just good athletes, I guess, and football players and whatever they need to do to get the job done. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, Central's kind of, again, on a roll, a little surprising, right, I guess, um, just with some of the wins they had. The Miller North win, obviously, is big. So, you know, no one was going to go undefeated this year, and and uh, we, I think we all kind of expected no one to do that, right, yeah. um, just with the balance this year. Well, and I think we talked about like heading into the the tournament, like surprise, like it looked like a clear top six surprise. Right. Wouldn't be surprised if any of them win. Um, at, at this point, we might even have to expand that just a little bit based on what we've shown. Anybody can lose at this point, even two teams outside of that that top six. Like you right. said, Central made that run, climbed up to three, and then um, Omaha North knocked off Papio South. Um, we'll get to that here momentarily, but, um, yeah, this, I mean, it, it's setting up for an exciting season. Like you, you have to be ready to go every single night. The, the talent is dispersed enough, um, it, that, um, we're going to have some, some pretty good competition, I think throughout the season and in, in the state tournament as well. Um, yeah, down, I mean, down the stretch here, the last, I mean, it's already, we're already like middle of January almost. So yeah. like we're, it, it's it's coming a little bit quicker than uh, than I think we we're like a month away from the final regular season games happening. That's kind of well. Um, yeah, I know. Like, it, it, you know, like the around. It's always, I guess, around um, Valentine's Day, and that's kind of like the end, and that's really almost a month away. Yeah, yeah month month and a half or so. Yeah. Well about five weeks or so anyway yeah. um yeah central uh, dj sterling the way he's playing yeah. uh has been a key for them um he, he had 14 led them in scoring against miller north um and the key for them to kind of move forward even further is to get De- uh, devin holman going a little bit more uh, than he has been recently um I, I think if they can get him kind of locked in and playing a little bit more efficiently to go with what dale Ron thomas is capable of and what dj sterling has showed um they'll, they'll be a pretty tough out um they they took care of business against w east after losing to, to miller north got 11 different guys scored got a bunch of guys in so um and sterling led the way with 12 uh but uh he, he said west side at four yeah um yeah they only had one game uh last week that like the two days we're talking about here took care of business against elkhorn south 24 from Kevin Stubblefield, uh, 17 from CJ Mitchell. Um, just ridiculously efficient game for them. Took care of business against an Elkhorn South team that is struggling, basically replacing their entire brushy right. rotation from last year. They've got one, two guys. They got two guys that actually played for them uh, in the rotation last year. Um, Aiden Scradis has had a pretty good year, but um, so that, that's. Westside's at eight and three, and they've got a big week. Um, they got Papio South on Friday uh, and Pius on, on Saturday. Yeah. So that's a tough one. And then we'll talk about kind of what we're going to do next week. There's a big Martin Luther King Jr. event over at Abraham Lincoln that Jason Isaacson hosting over there. Yeah. yeah. Um, got teams from what, Iowa, Illinois, Missouri coming in to yeah. face uh, Nebraska teams, plus AL is the host. Yeah. Um, so that, that'll be an interesting, um, interesting day of games there that uh, I'm, I'm planning to be there. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, uh, what, what side is involved in that taking on an Auburn team out of Illinois. So, yeah. 
I don't, you know, the thing, can I just have yes, go ahead. Real quick? Yeah. I don't know why, you know, we always bring up Kevin Stubblefield. Like, it's just, he just always shows up, right? I don't know why it is that people don't uh, recognize his talent, I guess, or they just kind of brush him off from a, you know, recruiting standpoint, I guess, if you will. I mean, it's just, it even, you know, junior college and small college stuff. They're just like, yeah, but what is he? And all these things. And I'm just like, I don't know. He just always is productive. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just yeah. always productive. So like, I don't know if you like a productive player, then it's probably that guy. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yes, he's probably, he's, he's not a post true traditional post, but that's okay. Like it's, it's yeah. perfectly fine. He's, big enough and strong enough to play a little bit inside, but he also can step out in threes. And again, he just gets the job done. So I don't know. That's just my, I guess I'll grandstand for uh, Kevin Stubbleville for a minute, but I, I just don't understand, I guess the disrespect, if you will. Yeah. He, he, I mean, it's been the case ever since like he started playing for them. Just kind of, it's, it's hard to describe his game. Like he's a hard player to like sum up just because right. of the, the, like, we haven't really seen guys that play quite like him. We're just all about using his body, um, like mostly around the basket, six, four, he like said, not really a post, not really a guard, just kind of something in between. Uh, but like when he's rolling, he's tough. Like the, in the, the tournament game, they won uh, against prep. Like he was kind of the key against the zone, finding the cracks getting in the basket. Um, yeah. I was just going to say, he's very capable of getting yeah. downhill on you too, which, yep. you know, so, all right. We yeah, can, we're good. Uh, yeah, yeah, Gretna uh, had, had a tough one uh, yeah. last Saturday at Lincoln North Star, a talented young North Star team that, like you said last week, they, they got all their pieces back. Um, I think they're that's a team that they're going to be tough out every single night. Uh, they haven't won any of these big games yet, um, but they certainly got the talent to give teams problems, and that's what they did with Gretna. Ended up winning 72-68. Um it was neither team played a ton of dip, uh, defense, but uh, the reason it was close, uh, Gretna was five, four of 11 from three. Um, North Star was 13 of 33. They got 33 of those things fired up and hit 13 of them. So like that'll, that'll, that'll even things out. Like that's the yeah. big equalizer uh, and uh, led the way. Uh, Jaquise Fowler, uh, the freshman there went, yeah. uh, went five and nine from three. Scored 17 to go with Zarek Houston's 18 points, seven assists, and Jordan Casper's 12 points, six assists. But uh, Gretna also got contributions from all their key guys. Yeah, 17 points, five assists from Cade Cook, uh, 16.7 rebounds for Alex Wilcoxon, uh, 16 points for Alec Wilkins, and 15 points, five assists for Landon Pekorski. And shout out to Alex, who went over 1,000 points. Um, so knew that milestone was coming up for him, and, and he hit it. So, um but that, that group of seniors, that's they're going to carry them all season long, and they they certainly did uh, in that game. Yeah, I mean the, the Gretna thing is, I think it's they're going to, you know, it's it's get, the emotional pieces um, got to catch up to them, you know, eventually, and yeah. um, might drop a couple games here that they're not expected to, or something like that, um, just because yeah, it's hard not to, right? Like your high school kids, it's just hard not to. It's hard to, to let that go. So uh, Coach Feekin's funeral is actually today. Um, so maybe after that, it gives a little closure. Um, but, 
you know, it's, yeah, they won that, you know, the game, the game winner, which we all, I think, have seen by now. Yeah. Um, but it, it's that and they need to find some depth. Like yeah. they just, they need like half of another guy, right? <laughs> like just somebody off the bench because their five is pretty good. It's just, can you, can we find a six or seventh? Like yeah. seven might be straight, pushing it right now. It's pro time, Nebraska. The Omaha Supernovas hit the court for the first ever Pro Volleyball Federation match on January 24th against the Atlanta Vibe at the CHI Health Center. First serve is set for 7 p.m. Secure your season and single match tickets now at supernovas.com. Yeah, and yeah, those guys are Trevin Wilkins and, and Chase Doble for them. Um, Trevin, just a sophomore. Uh, I, I I, I coached him during the summer. He's uh, Alex's little brother. Yeah. Um, he knows his role. He kind of hangs out in that corner, cuts along the baseline, moves the ball a little bit, doubles in there to set screens, grab a rebound here or there. Um, those guys coming in do know their role. Um, they know they're not going to put up big point totals, but um, yeah, they can, they can continue to, to kind of eat up the minutes, give those other guys a little bit of rest. But I think, yeah, for the most part, that the, the production is going to come from the, the four that I mentioned with Joey V making some plays here and there, uh, but they're nine and two um, and pretty darn good team. And they've got a big one, a uh, big one on Thursday uh, yeah. uh, hosting Millwood North. Um, so that, that'll be an, a, another tough one, another chance to kind of show themselves um, and, and we'll see kind of what they can put together there. And then they go to Lincoln East on Saturday mm-hmm. prep uh, pretty easy week, monster week from Dylan Clawson. They, they beat Bellevue East and then beat uh, Omaha Westview. Uh, Clawson had 27 and 10 against uh, the Chieftains and 22 and 11 uh, against Westview. So pr- pretty good there. Uh, <laughs> Trinnell Parker had 16 and 10 against Westview, and we know they don't have a ton of size there. So uh, 38 and 21 points from your two posts. Like that's that's kind of what prep is. That's their calling card. They're 8 and 2 now. Um, and they got Miller South and Omaha South uh, coming up this week. Should be. Yeah, yeah, very manageable schedule, I guess, is the term there. And then, hey, Southeast, the hottest team in state. Seven straight, of, I think. Uh, yeah, won. outside of Bellevue West, I guess, yeah. the hottest team in state. Um, they're killing it, man. They just keep winning games. Yeah, they uh coming Beat out South of the hack. West. Beat yeah. Southwest, I'm sure you talk about that. It's a big yeah. one. Yeah, coming out of the, the hack tournament, um, went right back into uh, City League play and – 53-50, they pulled that out against Southwest, which grinder there. Uh, Taymor at 25 uh, to, to lead the way. Dengit at 11 points, eight boards. But um, the, the difference was Southeast 14-21 from the free throw line, and Southwest was only 8-11. of 11, as Neither team shot particularly well from the field. The key was they held Brayden Frager to six points and two of 16 shooting, and he fouled out. Yeah. Uh, like that – I think that was the key to the game right there. We know Frager's uh, the most support guy for Southwest. He's been carrying them all season. Um, but uh, th- probably, I mean, great, great defense from Southeast to kind of hold him to a season low there. Uh, and then they beat Northeast by 22. Uh, Jake Hilkman, Tay Moore, um, Kendall Hinn, all in double figures there. So it's kind of Southeast kind of sell in like six kind of six man key rotation, maybe a few minutes here, there from other guys. But um, so it's another team. It'll be interesting to see kind of if they develop a little bit more depth as you get into um, the the second half of the season here, Papio South 
Actually, real quick yeah. before we move on. Go ahead. Yep, I, you're good. To, I need to clarify something on Mike Nagoy. He has been at Southeast his entire career. Yeah. I had mentioned uh, once or twice last week, I believe, that he had transferred from Parkview. I got him and his brother, Dan, kind of mixed up or whatever. Dan played it at Parkview. So I need to uh, correction yep. there. So yeah, he's, he's been there the whole time. Huh. So. I didn't even catch that. Um, yeah. Mike, Mike, he's a good, uh, good player for them. He's kind of developed behind the scenes, worked his way, uh, bided his time. And now as a junior starting and playing a key role for them with some other guys transferring out of there. So, yeah. um, yep. And Papio South, they, uh, sitting there at nine and two, they took care of business against Millard South, another ho-hum 33 and 12 from Bryson ball. Um, he went 12 and 14 from the free throw line, but, uh, then 62, 60 loss at Omaha North on a game winner from Jerry on Williams, uh, yeah. that uh, they had 21 and 13 from, from ball, but, uh, big lead. turnovers. Yeah. Blew a big lead. Yeah. It was, uh, they were up, uh, they were up 36, 23 at half. And right. then. Uh, outscored by five in the third, and then gave up a 22 to 12 fourth quarter, including yeah. the game winner there. So, um, not great there. Um, they were 12 to 22 from the free throw line. You miss 10 free throws, lose by two. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Um, that one's going to, I think, that, that one's going to sting for them as they, they look back on that one. But and North keeps winning, though. So, my yeah. not bad. Yeah. They, <laughs> they beat Benson back to back days in the kind of Metro Constellation and then a regular scheduled game to kind of get ready for that, uh, that Papio South game. And here they are sitting at eight and two. Um, yeah. Jaron Williams had 10.6 rebounds, five steals in that game. The Kai Turner had 17 points. Um, uh, minor strong. They, they won despite him really struggling. So, like, that's a great sign for them. Yeah. Kind of coming into the year, it was, like, minor, and then, all right, who else is going to step up? Um, well, they show that they can win even without minor kind of leading the way for them. So, um, that, that is a good sign for them. But, again, Papio South missed a bunch of free throws there. Like, that's right. just – that, that'll cost you uh you can't do that in close games so um yeah we'll, we'll see that uh Omaha north lighter week they've got pap uh, papilla vista friday columbus saturday um so gonna have to wait to see them get another another chance at scoring a big win like that but eight and two record just like brian at number 10 yeah. uh who beat burke and buena vista last week so we probably don't even yeah to mention that so yeah. <laughs> they got great east on thursday great Island on saturday for for brian there yeah. Okay. You want to move on to class B real quick? Yes, sir. Let's um, knock it out. Creed uh, had a pretty good weekend out in Scott's Bluff. Traveling out West. Yeah. 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 They, they beat gearing by 46 and then beat Scott's Bluff by 17. So mm-hmm. yeah, looking like a clear number one with a bullet, especially considering what happened around them. Yeah. Uh, Norris at number two did not play uh, last week after coming out of the NC EMC tournament. They took the week off. Uh, they got a tricky one, Lincoln Lutheran uh, Tuesday. I uh, saw them play last week. And then um, Blair is competitive. So um, yeah. no no top 10 team or top 10 class B teams anyway, but um, have to go out there and get ready to play. And then Elkhorn. Lincoln Lutheran's got a schedule this week. Yeah. Well, so starting with Concordia, then Wahoo, right? Then. Yeah. Uh, then they played uh, the, the Norris and then Ashton Greenwood. On Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Like that's all within uh, nine days. <laughs> like, that's, that's how I was talking to Dan Masters. I went down there. I was like, I was like, oh, so you guys didn't 
pretty light schedule. You get, you guys need to challenge yourselves or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So if we, like chance to score some big wins here, or if they come out on the other end with their record, not looking like what it was, uh, don't let that completely still still a good basketball team there. Yeah, well, but wild card points no matter what will still help because yep. those teams are win and so yeah, it'll be yep. so, yeah. division one loss versus a whatever is a little different. Yeah. Yep. So Elkhorn's in there at three, um seventy to forty two against Plasmith and eighty three fifty eight against Boystown. And the story of the week was Nixon Farmer, sophomore guard from them. Had 23 in the first game, 21, uh, five assists and four steals in the second game. Um, obviously, we know Cole Peterson had a great week. He had 14 points, nine blocks, six rebounds, four assists, and three steals against Plattsmith, doing a bit of everything. And then 14 points, seven rebounds, five blocks, four steals uh, against Boystown. And they've got some size. So it wasn't like he was picking on a small team there with Boystown. Um, but, like, if they continue to get, like, that kind of spark from a, a guy like Farmer, Again, just a sophomore, didn't really was kind of a varsity JV swinger last year. Um, that, that he's got a chance to add some more firepower to an already talented team with, with a big front court. So um, that I mean, Colin Comstock had a big week previously. So you got Comstock, you got Farmer, you got Luke Howard's played a lot of basketball for them. So that's Elkhorn is looking like a solid team, and I'm hoping to to see them play this week. We'll they, talk about that. You got a little depth there too, though. Like yeah. us, yeah, they can you have some bench depth there too. Yeah. Um, Class B story of the week is the Elkhorn yeah. Wolves, though. Yeah, and they're they've risen all the way up to number four at six and three. But um, they since Sutton Piatkowski's joined the lineup, they've been a different team and. They, they beat Bennington in the third place game of the EMC tournament, 70 60, um, and then followed that up with a 61 57 win against Scott. Uh, First time ever. Yeah. Well, shot 12 of 20 from three in that game. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> like that, 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 that'll do it every single time. Scott was only six of 18. So, like, yeah. Not not a horrible shooting game, but like they got doubled up in points from the arc, and that's going to be tough to make up. Um, Kellen Murphy, the freshman for them, led the way. He went five of five from three, had eighteen points. Uh, Nike Orgabold had seventeen, six nine from the, the the field, hit his only three. Sutton Pipkowski had thirteen points, seven boards, went three or four from three. Like uh, Orgabold and Pipkowski are going to be the guys that kind of to lead them. Um, obviously, Will Farrington uh, as well as in there can get hot. But um, you're going to get that kind of performance from a freshman. Like, that's what you need to knock off a team like Scott. Right. And Elkhorn North did. And now they've got a big week coming up. Uh, they, are go- they are going to Elkhorn on Friday. Yeah. And Elkhorn beat them. Uh, I think it was a five-point game in yeah. the, the EMC fi- uh, semis. Yeah. So got a chance to see them again. Uh, quick turnaround here. We'll see what they got in round two. Like I said, I'm hoping to, to, to make it to that one to see them both play. Um so that's like Elkhorn North. That's the team. Like I said only six, six and three, but you got to watch out for them. Yeah, it's they. I mean, yeah, that Scott win probably gives them a ton of confidence too. So, but let's move on to Scott and Brock Scholes. Obviously, playing extremely <laughs> yeah. well for them. Yeah, I. Uh, so they bounced back from losing to Crete. Um, they went to Ron Colley and won that thing. I was there, seventy-one sixty-three, and. It, it was it was uh, kind of they they stretched it out. They led the entire way. They were up uh, sixteen something like that. 
Uh, and then credit to Roncalli, they made a run, cut that thing down uh, to, what, I think, seven, six or seven with about three minutes to go uh, and just kind of ran out of steam, missed some plays, chance to kind of cut into it there. But uh, Brock Scholl, 28 points, 11 rebounds, three blocks, really efficient game for him um, and just dominated Roncalli. They I mean, Scott starts 6'8", 6'8". Uh, they, they dominate the glass. I count them at 50 rebounds, 21 offensive. Uh, and that was the kind of key to the game because uh, they did not shoot well. Neither did Roncalli. Um, but they got 15 points from Kyle Cannon and 10 from Willow Doherty. Then uh, in, in the loss, they had Scholl still 24 points, six boards. Um, again, another efficient scoring game. But they didn't. They didn't get a second guy. Nobody else scored more than eight points. Um, they, they struggled shooting the ball as a team there. So, Scott to be uh, the top four, top three, top two, whatever you uh, we thought they would be going in the season. They're going to need a little bit more consistent play from Cannon, who um, last year was a six man, now stepping into uh, kind of the lead guard role for them. Mm-hmm. And so. That at Elkhorn, uh, the Elkhorn North game was a rough one for him, but he's a talented player that I'm sure will bounce back for them. And they've got Lewis Central on Tuesday and Sioux City West on Saturday, or going to Sioux City West on Saturday. So mm-hmm. playing a couple of Iowa teams coming up uh, this week as they stand at 7-3. and three. Should be fine. Okay, let's roll through the rest of beat. We're going to keep moving. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, just Scott's Buff at 6, Ron Colley at 7, Platteview at, uh, at 8, Bennington at 9, and Waverly cracking in uh, with a 4-6 and six record at 10, which I think just kind of says what you need to know about B. Yeah, not, a lot, of, not yeah. a lot of options, yeah. Now, Michael was also receiving votes at 4-6 and six as well. So. Yeah. Who just um, wants TJ. Yeah, I mean the the rest of the the rest of the classes top, one two went unchanged in in C one C two D one and D two so n- nothing really at the top kind of yeah, the, no, the biggest, and no real like movement like yeah. at all really in Tonka at eleven and zero went from eight yeah. to four in C two you had McCool Junction at nine and one jump up from six to three in D one Plainview went from ten to six at eight and three and then in D two Walt Hill is out to a ten and zero start um, climbed from seven to three. Um, do uh, kind of shout out for Osceola, who's there at number four in D2. They're eight and four, but um, they lost to number eight in C2. So, yeah. like, uh, in cross county, like, that's no shame in that. You're you're punching up uh, two different two classes there. But uh, last week, they, they bounced back and beat Cornerstone Christian, but uh, Kale Gustafson, yeah, 60 points and 27 rebounds in two games and broke the school career scoring record. So, now- shout out to him. The Osceola career scoring record, you are breaking a pretty good player <laughs> that yeah. you just saw was his teammate. So Isaiah, Isaiah, yeah. So like, you know, it wasn't, you know, it, yeah. So so funny thing. I, uh, I mean, it's small town uh, because Isaiah school scoring record. He's a track athlete, basketball, uh, second or third, uh, right. good football player as well. Right. Uh, and Gustafson is going to play football in college uh, right. and is also a great basketball player. So yeah. um, those are kind of the stories you get in D1. It's nice when you guys can set records in your second or third sport. <laughs> right. Um, uh, you want to run through shout-outs real quick? Yeah, we've got some big ones. So I uh, don't often mention like, like homeschool uh, competition uh, on this podcast, but shout-out to Omaha Road, Roadrunners, the sophomore Stephen Van Cat. 44 points. Uh, against Veritas Christian, Tw- 17, uh, 25 from the field, three to six from three, seven, 11 from the line, seven boards, six steals, three assists and a six point win. So they needed every bit of, of that production. 
Um, another 40-point outing from Terrence Pittman, uh, the Lincoln Christian, or, uh, Lincoln Parkview, rather, um, Parkview Christian. Uh, yeah. Senior, uh, 41 points, 15 to 28 from the field, 6 of 8 from 3, 5 of 8 from the line, 7 seals, 4 assists, 3 boards, uh, and an 18-point win against Omaha Nation. And, man, that dude is getting shot up this season um you, you kind of look at his box scores every single night it's 20 30 shot attempts and um he's he's making the most of them there um kimball senior brandon paxson at 29 points 11 and 19 from the field two of five from three five to seven from the line 19 rebounds five offensive seven blocks four steals three assists but 29 19 7 4 3 that is a stat line right there uh in a 21 point win against south platte and then finally, I uh, mentioned before, but York Jr., Ryan Houston, had a triple-double. Went a double-double into a triple-double. Uh, 16 points, 80% shooting, 7 boards, 13 assists, 1 steal against Skyler. And then 17 points, uh, 60% shooting, 15 rebounds, 11 assists, and 2 steals against Grand Island Northwest. So, uh, yeah, he dude, uh, dude knows how to pass the ball. And yeah. if you've ever seen him play, he's kind of a – Again, he's a kind of combo guard forward, big body, old school game. Uh, and uh, he does a great job at the high-low there with Leighton Snodgrass, who had a 27-point game last week. Uh, those two are kind of their key guys that control most of their production. So um, no, another great week there for Houston in terms of uh, putting up numbers there. All right. That'll do it for this week's episode of Nebraska Preps postgame. I'm Mike Sauter, Jacob Padilla with uh, – all the numbers you need to know. So we will be back next week after, you know, another full week of Nebraska high school um, basketball action.